Hey, it's Scott Hamilton with Rockfile Radio, standing here with Mikey from Islander. What's happening? Not much, just uh, hanging out in beautiful Florida. This is actually our first time playing in Florida, so we're really excited. And it's my first time meeting him. He's so not a rock star when he walks up. He's like, dude, you Scott, you want to talk? You know, it's... (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't ever want to be a rock star. That's awesome. Keep that. Do, Do that for the rest of your career. Absolutely. I don't... I don't ever. I don't like the bands that have rock stars in them, and I don't intend on ever being one. So, so where did you guys come up with the name Islander? Because you're not from the islands. You're from up north. Right. Well, <laughs> we're from South Carolina, but our um, well, that's kind of north yeah, to here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I'm in South Carolina, everybody's like says north. You're in the south. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, our old guitar player, he uh, he came up with it. We wanted like a one-word band name, and he saw um, a beer koozie that said Islander IPA or a coaster or something sitting next to him one night while he was playing guitar at home. And he was like, hey, guys, why don't we call the band Islander? And we were like, every band name is going to be stupid, so let's just pick something. We, Islander. Yeah, we, we wanted the one word, too, so people didn't like constantly like do the abbreviation thing or whatever. And if that happens, whatever. But it's... Um, A7X, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So now you're just I. I. I could, I, if, you know what? As long as people are digging it, they can call us whatever. I, I'd rather just be Islander, though. Let's stick to that. <laughs> so did that that did that carry over into why we name a song Coconut Dracula? I mean, we, we had this kind of left of center thing going on. It's um, Coconut Dracula. My family's from the Dominican Republic. Oh, cool. And um, my uncle Ray, one night he was speaking Spanish, and he said something that sounded like Coconut Dracula. He didn't say Coconut Dracula, <laughs> but it sounded like it. So I told him I liked the way it sounded, and I wanted to write a song called that. And uh, he was like, you can't do that. And I was like, dude, I'm going to give it a shot. So Now it's a national hit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I came up, came up with this story about Count Dracula finding a coconut on the ground. He takes a bite of it. And he realizes that there's sweetness and goodness in the world like outside of all the evil stuff he's been involved in for all these years, you know. And he's roommates with a... Well, first he gets his name legally changed from Count Dracula to Coconut Dracula. That's how that comes in. And he's... Uh, <laughs> roommates with a witch, a werewolf, a mummy, and Frankenstein. And the mummy in particular, um, the song's through his eyes because he represents someone who's dead and covered in dirty rags. And um, <laughs> he's just, uh, he looks at Dracula and he's, he's like, whatever joy that you have, whatever it is that you found, I need that same joy and um, please teach me what you know. And just for me personally, that relates to my faith in Christ and what he's done for me. So. That's where that's where the song comes from. Cool. That's even more depth than I gave it. <laughs> yeah, it's when people hear it, they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Look, if the song had come out in the '60s, nobody would ever question the name." <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. Like, dude, man, cool song, Coconut Dracula. Yeah, I like we, it. We live in a world where I think everything's that's that's as far as like not everything, but the majority of things that are banging out on mainstream and stuff like that. There, you know, there's a lack of creativity going on, and I feel like something as simple as coconut dracula causes that much stir it's like why <laughs> like why why was that shocking you know growing up and listening to the bands we grew up listening to that would have just been another thing so i don't know do we have these kind of stories behind all of the songs on the album oh uh, yeah the whole record's a um it's a concept record called violence and destruction and uh, it's our debut it came out just about four months ago think tomorrow make or today either way happy anniversary thank you very much (laughs) and um in the scriptures it says that um jeremiah was saying that because he's sharing christ with people every time he opens his mouth he speaks violence instruction but every because he's sharing this with people and giving the people warnings he's become a household joke and um 
he said that if he holds it inside though it burns in his bones like fire so he said i must speak violence and destruction so the whole record just deals with the the joy that is found in the end of the world not in like a some morbid way or something but just right. the the beauty and um in knowing that this terrible terrible world is coming to an end and for some people i believe that's a very scary thought and for me i'm i'm good with it it's something good coming after yeah absolutely so, so what's the next plan for islander um after this tour with nonpoint we're going out with pop evil for a month and then, great guys a lot of fun that's what i've heard I'm, I'm really looking forward to it it's gonna be a good time and um right after that we're heading out with papa roach and see there and King. I saw that man. That's a huge tour. Yeah, we're we're really excited about it. Jacoby, he's uh, he's been really good to us, and um, he actually he found us through um, the guys in Corn, and so he he wanted us to be on that tour. And um, Gee, these are not bad friends to have. No, they're, <laughs> and it's kind of funny too because I, I understand the industry side of it and like networking and all that stuff, but. All these people I've met, like beyond music, man, they're sweethearts. They're awesome people, and I'm just so thankful to even have ever got to know them. Right. So it's pretty cool, man. <laughs> What's been your most Spinal Tap moment on the road? Have you walked out and said the wrong name, or? Um, Spinal Tap moment. I, I know I've said the wrong name of a town before. <laughs> like, what's up? Certain certain state that I'm not even in, or something. Because it's, it's hard to keep up with it sometimes. It becomes a big blur on the road. It does, and it's not that the shows are, you know, any like they're all the same in that sense. But it's like sometimes you wake up and the last thing you think to ask is, what's the what's the town's name? Where am I? Yeah, and I, I guess it's kind of like, I don't know. I just so that's happened. As far as like Spinal Tap moments though, like. Um, I don't know, like goofy band arguments or something that... <laughs> Get lost backstage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still... Dude, my favorite... One of my favorite parts of that movie is when they're in that, like, shell and it won't open. Yeah. And, and yeah, then they come out with the hammer yeah. and the, the, the blowtorch. So, I, as long as we stay away from, like, having those kind of props... Like, well, you had a vehicle problem, didn't you? That was life-threatening. Yeah, we did. We, um... I was just talking talking about it earlier today. Like my, my wife got freaked out and everything. Everybody was just like, "What?" We had a carbon monoxide leak in our rented RV because our van had already broken down, and um, the fire department came out and they were like, "There's 70 percent carbon monoxide levels in here." And dude, so they were like, "Is anybody has anybody been sick?" And we had been getting sick during that time, and we're just now getting over a lot of it. And um, we told the the fire department, the chief, and everything. We're like, "Well, yeah, we've we've had this and this," and he's like. You guys, your like bodies, like your body was like dying. <laughs> so we had that, and then that same RV, we they told us we could replace it. So on the way to where we we're gonna get it replaced, um, the RV actually breaks down. So they have to get it towed. And then this dude at a show in uh, I think it was New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken, lets a stranger borrow his truck to come pick us up. And the, none, none of them even knew who we were. So the stranger borrows a stranger's truck comes to pick a bunch of strangers up drives us back and then like the photographer he's a really cool dude named eric he um it was his truck he was like well listen he was like i'll get you to the next town so he stayed with us that night and like hung out like the, the venue put us up in a green room because they felt so bad for us they like, had us like on these couches and on the floors and everything and he just stayed with us and uh drove us to the next place to get our new rental rv so it's, it's crazy how stuff works You're out. killing the glamour of rock star life. There is no rock star life. <laughs> yeah. Where's the champagne and caviar? <laughs> you, you do it for the love, and um, there's no money to be made in this industry. I think that um, even Unfortunately, the... Unfortunately, but true. Yeah, even the big timers will tell you that at this point. And um, 
it finally comes a point when you realize you're like, you know, like as long as the Lord keeps blessing us to have enough, you know, just to keep our head above water, that's that's what we want because we, we keep love, making music. Yeah, we love doing this. We love being out here. And um, our motto is make it about the whole pe- all the people and less about the stage and our show, because once the once the show becomes about us on stage, it's, it's not cool. We, we try to like even like the barricades and stuff. We're always trying to go down there and, you know, like get in the crowd and let everybody know, like, you know, the show. Because the crowd can feel that. Yeah, but the thing, I always tell the crowd, like, you guys are the ones that, the rock the rock show doesn't show up till you guys do. We could be here, all like, every single band, and we could play the best sounding show we've ever played. But if there's one guy in the back of the room. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so it's all, about the, it's all about the crowd. We've even had shows where maybe the sound wasn't that good and the crowd goes off. And all, it's like, that's a better show. So it's all about the crowd. Absolutely, they can make or break a show, and so it's um. Without them and their support, um, it's it's cliche to say it's cliche, but the reason it's the the reason everybody says it is because it's absolutely true. They you can't do it without them. So, thank God for the fans. Absolutely, I'm a fan of music, and that's uh, what got me into this. So it's a. That's why I do what I do. Circle of life. Yeah, you're. you're, I play music for people and go, man, I really like this. You should like this too. Yeah, and it's like people like you that still have that DIY mentality of going out and, like you were saying, like there's all these big record stations that aren't playing everything, and it's like almost anything or anything. They 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 pick you know their top ten of what is going to go on for the next two and a half months and then they cycle it through and there's no passion back in it so it's really nice to have people like you pumping that life back into it thanks yeah um yeah man (laughs) dude you got a big song on the charts right now hopefully there's a whole lot more to come off the album mikey thanks for taking the time dude thank you and um thank you to all the listeners and uh keep listening to rock file radio and uh showing love to the to the music scene because you guys are the ones that keep it going Without them, it goes away. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. Thank you.